Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. I am super excited today. So this is Tracy Harrell, and I have four, three amazing guests today. I'm going to start at the top left, and we're bringing everyone here via Zoom. This is our attempt at social distancing. <laughs> So, Dr. Jerry Burtart, we just lost your video, so I'm going to start with Bruce, if you can go in on, on him. So, Bruce, introduce yourself real quick. Bruce Francois, he's a friend of mine from Disney, from Orlando. Tell us who you are and tell us about, today we're going to be talking about this concept of how do you live your best life and, again, continuing to talk about during struggles, during, during these times of change, how do you continue to live your best life? And so, Bruce, you have a new book out and you talk about struggles and finding your purpose. Tell us about that. First, Tracy, I want to thank you for having me on your show. My name is Bruce Francois. I'm a social entrepreneur, inspirational speaker. As you said, I'm a new author for my new book, My Purpose, Become the Best You, 10 Keys and Over 70 Principles to Unleash Your Potential. I'm also a person that leads a community called My Purpose Network, which is a positive community to help people discover and experience purpose in life. So speaking of struggle, that is right up my alley. Everything I do is to help empower and inspire others to find their purpose in life. I love it. Awesome. I love that. Awesome. I love that. And what I love yeah. about it is you've had struggles, and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that you've done and tips that you can provide to people on what they can do to use their struggles to find their purpose. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Love it. Perfect. Dr. Jerry Bird-Tart, one of my favorite therapists. Yes. <laughs> Introduce <laughs> yourself real quick. And I know you've been doing a lot of extra training around just how people can thrive during this time. Introduce yourself real quick and tell yes. us real quick some tips, and then we'll go into a little bit more details. Okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Jerry Burge Tart, and I'm a psychotherapist here in Orlando. I've been in the in the arena for nearly well, over 40 years, and uh, I'm in private practice. And right now, because of what's going on in our nation, I am doing a great deal of teletherapy, as it were, uh, or telehealth. And this is a little bit different. You know, we all have to recognize the uh, current circumstance and it is real, but there are some things that you already have in your, uh, your, your basket of re resolve, if I can use that term. We've got some healthy tools there. We've got some unhealthy tools there. And what I'd like to talk about as we go through this session today, I'm sorry, this process today. <laughs> it's on, a session. It's okay. I have to okay. put a disclaimer out there. We are not. We are not <laughs> giving out uh, therapy. Yes. However, no, we're not. <laughs> I have two therapists on the show who are going to provide you with some tips, some information. We're gonna. Yes, I consider yes. me in therapy. You can go. There you go. It's okay. And you that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> giving some tips to, to maneuver or manage or navigate this current circumstance and to recognize that it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as it may appear to be on the front end. I love it. I love okay? it. Okay. Thank so you. That's kind of where I am and what we are about to do. So I also 
wants to uh, encourage people to look to their faith. So Dr. Tart, just FYI, we are on Zoom in the studio. Let's hope the infrastructure is not breaking down. No, I'm just joking. It looks like the system has frozen. Um, I will try to log back into the to the Zoom. Almost like it's connecting by itself. That's exciting. I would submit. So my effort is to um, talk through some of the fears that we have in terms of the do's and don'ts, in terms of uh, what we can recognize. A number of people are home maybe for the first time in a very long time, and they have a number of children at home, and what to do with that. And uh, if you are already a caregiver, and this circumstance has exacerbated the anxiety that you're continuing with, we'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. And I just didn't want to front load with everything that I'm going to talk about, but I was trying to wait and see whatever else is happening. But in the interim, I can tell you that in addition to having been in the uh, field of uh, therapy for uh, in the arena for more than 40 years, I've not just been a, a primate, being a prime um, or a private therapist. I've done other things as well. Okay, sounds like Tracy is back. On. I am. Can you hear am me? I here? Can okay, hear yes, me? I can. Yes, so, so, uh, right. <laughs> so yes, we're having fun here in the studio. Um, okay. So I think everyone's now unmuted, so I think we're good. So that was great. We, he had you on, and you were doing your thing, so that's perfect. Miss um, Ashley, mm -hmm. can you hear us? Yes, I can. Excellent. So we also have on the show, this is like a power hour for sure. So Miss mm -hmm. Ashley McGurk. She is also, okay. she's a millennial, and she's a therapist. She's a licensed therapist as well. And I know you said you focus on trauma. What advice? Yes. What, tell us who you are real quick, and then give us some insights, uh, things that you recommend uh, to individuals or that you would recommend in a time such as these. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm a licensed mental health therapist based in Seattle, Washington, and I wear a couple of hats. So I have my own private practice where I focus on minority and millennial mental health, um, an export and racial trauma, um, just trauma in general. So however that may show up to you, I allow my right. clients to identify what trauma is to them. And then we tackle it from that level. And I also provide hospice therapy. So I'm working with clients who have a terminal illness and are expected to um, transition within six months or less. I do a lot of speaking. So I'll be talking about some of the programs that I offer in my public speaking, and I'm an author of I Tried to Travel It Away, Mental Health Tips for Travelers. Okay. I love it. I love it. You got a lot going on there. I love it. And, and so what I love about the three of you is you each are focused on how individuals can live their best life. You, you focus on trauma, specifically, Ashley, and you help people to navigate that process, even, even through hospice, when people are transitioning out of this physical existence. Bruce, you've talked about right. struggles in such a way. You're, you're an engineer. You talk about struggles in such a way and, and, and the journey that you've gone on, which I love, right? It, you, it helps you find yourself. So let's talk about Absolutely. how struggles can be a gift. Can you talk about your definition of struggles and give people some insights about how it can be a gift? Right, so yeah, context, definitely. Sorry, this is for Bruce. I'm sorry. So for context, as a social entrepreneur, you highlighted the fact I'm an engineer. And one of the things that I do as an engineer is that I find solutions to problems. So one of the areas of problems for me and identified and became a passion for me 
It's this area, what I call purposelessness. It's when someone doesn't know their purpose in life, they're lost, they're confused, they're looking for direction. And as an engineer, I focus more on technology in the past, but my calling to discover my purpose allowed me to focus in an area which became my cause. And I'm happy to, to be pursuing solutions to help people become better versions of themselves. So to your question about, well, struggles, how do I identify with struggles? Struggle is anything that is a resistance or impediment for moving in the direction that you want to go. And we all have struggles in, in, in our lives. I talk about it in my new book. Your struggle is a signal for change. Right. It's an opportunity for growth. Your struggle is unique to you. So we each have our own struggles. As we are going through this Corona virus and the pandemic that's out there, we all have our unique struggles and the, the impact is affecting us in so many different ways. But then how do you become the best person? How do you navigate throughout this time? And one of the areas that I try to help people find in my mentoring that I do is how to see opportunity in darkness, how to see opportunity in, in times of uncertainty, mm. in times of, of, of challenge. And that's the thing. One of the things that I talk about, even in the midst of this turmoil of yeah. self-isolation and social distancing, there is opportunities there. And there's opportunities for us. So one of the things I talk about is self-isolation leads you to self-discovery. Mm. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, because I know Dr. Yeah, Tar has some, just hold on, we got an amen corner going, because I'm have each person, because you, you, I read your book, it's amazing. So you said self-isolation can lead to self-discovery. Tell us a little bit about that, then I'm going to have Dr. Jerry Burtart weigh in on that concept, and then Ashley, I'm going to have you talk about it as well, right? Mental health is so important, and a lot of times people think when things change, it's over, right? Life is over as yes. it, you know, yes. right? It's not. Like these no, challenges are by design meant to help us to get to the next level. So let's talk about that. Please repeat what you said and let's go into it a little bit deeper. So I'll give you a little nugget. Going back to that nugget. Self-isolation leads to self-discovery. And here's the, how the connection is made. Uh, first, we have to understand that self-isolation actually opens doors for recognizing the struggle. And one of the things I talked about is your struggle informs you of areas in your life that you need to become aware of. Mm -hmm. Everything in this worldly life is temporary. The only thing that Amen. is permanent in this worldly life is change. So your struggles inform you of the areas for change and identifying opportunities for you to focus in. So this is why you have a choice. We all have choices, but an opportunity here is to look within and discover yourself so you can find yourself. I love it. One of the things I would add before I turn it over is when you start discovering yourself, you find more than just yourself. And I talk about this in my book. You find something that's bigger than yourself. Woo! So bigger than me, baby! <laughs> there is an opportunity here, folks, and I, I want people to seize that opportunity, take advantage of it. But um, I'm excited to be on this journey and, and, and helping people navigate life, which can talk about later on. So what I love about you, Bruce, you and I just reconnected. <laughs> we knew each other in Disney like 15 years ago. I don't know, like... And we were in a similar place. We were climbing the corporate ladder, but we were not on purpose. And so for you to say, when you go through this work, and you, you talked about this self-isolation, we're, we're in a self-isolation time now, and you come out better than you thought you ever could be, but then also focus on others. And I love that. Self-isolation leads to what? 
self-discovery. Mm, Dr. Tart, what are your thoughts you about... Know, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to just jump right in there. Bruce, I thank you for saying that. And I want us to recognize that it is so, so imperative to think about what you're thinking about. So I really believe in visual aids. So to piggyback on what it is that you just said, Bruce, we really do have to be mindful of how we are thinking. Mm. This can be scary for so many people, for so, yeah. so very many people. And um, when there has been um, this, this trajectory of life that seemed to have been so smooth or whatever, and now all of a sudden you've come to this, this halt, it's like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. And we tend to forget that there are, uh, this is a journey and we've been moving on this journey and we've been navigating mm -hmm. this journey. So it is imperative to think about what you're thinking about. Get it out of your head, put it on a piece of paper, put it on your mm. vision board, do whatever. Those are kinds of things that you, we really do have to understand. And sometimes in that sense of being isolated, we give a pushback because it's not our norm. Mm. We don't. It doesn't feel good. And we tend to think, that, that that emotion of not feeling good is a negative emotion, but it isn't because it doesn't have to be. Let me say it mm. like that. So because to Bruce's point, if it is that we are willing to do the introspection, if mm. we are willing to recognize that it is about our conscious choice, I believe fervently that God has given each of us the gifts that he has intended for us for his purpose. And this may be that quiet moment where we have to step back and really do some introspection. It's, it's important for us to recognize that this is this also may be the time when we have to choose to reach out maybe to others and to, mm. to the point that recognizing that it is bigger than us, right. we make that conscious decision that if it has all, if historically it has been all about us, then maybe it's time for us to stretch ourselves and recognize that there's something bigger than us that God has intended for us. So look at what you're thinking about. Um, think about what you're thinking about, right. rather. Recognize your source, where you're getting your energy. Mm. Recognize what am I what am I focusing on right now? Because the things that we focus on, they get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And that's positive or negative. But the All willingness right. to be able to do that and call on, pull from, because we aren't empty, guys. We aren't, we aren't. We we've been on this no. journey, regardless of how old we are, whatever, but we've been on this journey journey for a minute. Even kids, our kids that are at home, our grandchildren that are at home every day. Now they're showing themselves and talents and gifts that they have that they can use to make this journey more it. profitable and palatable for us all. And uh, you know I talk fast when I get excited. I, I listen, so, you better keep going. I love it. I love oh, it. Yeah. Right? Isn't she amazing? Isn't she, isn't she, so you're all amazing. That's why this is so much fun for me. So, Miss Ashley, Ashley is actually walking. You you were hiking, is that right? Like you were out in the wilderness somewhere hiking. <laughs> no, I'm actually along the harbor, so I'm in San Diego right now. Oh, you're not um, in San Diego oh, okay. here. Yeah, even and so I'm just walking along the harbor because you know we okay. still can get out and go for walks. It's necessary okay. for our mental health. And like, absolutely. I just had to leave Seattle so that I so, could get a clear mind, clear my own mind and focus on my own mental health and get some clarity. Did, did you hear what she just mm -hmm. said? Focusing on our own mental health. At some point, Ashley, I am going to have you show us a picture of where you are because I love the water. So if it's going to minimize your amount of time, you can just give us a view of the of the harbor. You don't have to uh, do anything more than that. But at some point, I do want to see what you're looking at. Um, but tell us, Miss Ashley, you heard what the guys just talked about, right? Anything you want to add on specifically around these uncomfortable feelings, right? I heard, I heard both of them say that when you have these uncomfortable emotions, it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It's, it's different. 
different isn't necessarily bad. Can you talk about that when you try right. to help people through trauma? What, what words of wisdom can you share? Yeah, so the most important thing is to really feel what you're feeling. Mm. And right now we're in a really anxious, unprecedented time where we don't know what to expect. We don't know what the future holds. And me personally, I'm a planner. So this has been perfect to really just sit still and reflect on today and live each day as we should day by day. And it's a reminder, especially working with hospice patients whose days are limited um, mm. here on this earth, whereas they have more of a time frame. We, it's like, okay, what can happen? We don't know much about this virus, what's going on, but just taking time to really acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling this, or maybe you're grieving something because we're all experiencing some form of grief, whether it's grieving a trip canceled, um, so many people have had to cancel weddings, cancel vacations. Mm. Maybe you're grieving your birthday or your child's birthday um, or whatever yes. it is, whatever <laughs> loss you're experiencing. It's important to just give yourself time, one, to acknowledge it. Like, this, mm -hmm. this is hard. I'm feeling frustrated, anger, sadness, whatever it may be, as opposed to just not acknowledging it because then it can become stored in our body and especially as people of color mm. our body really takes on what we're feeling mentally through somatic experiences so in my work I do a lot of healing through somatic experiencing and like okay where are you feeling this pain at in your body or where mm -hmm. is it showing up in your body mm -hmm. so I that it doesn't that. manifest itself into like a chronic stress related illness mm. Mm -hmm. did, did you hear that so every head is nodding every head is nodding yes. and I, and I yes. love that <laughs> So, yes. Bruce, what, what were you thinking when she said that? Feel your feelings. Well, I was thinking, I, I love the fact that, you know, she just confirmed one of the things that I, I shared mm -hmm. in the workbook, the companion workbook that goes with my book, is to, is to help people add structure to their feelings as they're mm. going through these difficult times. So one of the activities, the reflection activity that I talked about is facing your struggle. And one of the challenges or opportunities in facing your struggle is, is exactly what Ashley just described. How do you feel what you're feeling? How do you express what you're feeling? And how do you organize it? And one of the things that I learned as I was helping others uh, trying to find their purpose is it's sometimes difficult to put structure to, to connect with what you're feeling, especially when you're overwhelmed with this roller coaster of emotions. So the, the workbook that I provide allows people to put structure to those feelings and to identify with some of the things to, to help put uh, guidance or to add some type of uh, insights into mm. what you can use to better yourself to become the best version of you. I love that. I love that. Dr. Tart, your head was going too. Go ahead. Yes, it was. <laughs> Go ahead. It's Bruce, one of the things <laughs> that I really wanted to say in terms of what you, both you and Ashley were saying, we can sometimes our, our world has given us permission to be angry. And sometimes when we feel, we don't know what we're feeling. And sometimes we will put it over there because that's familiar. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this is one of those times when we're recognizing if it is that that's our first go-to emotion, oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Ashley, we just, we just saw, we just, get, get a little closer to the water. Get, get, get a little closer to the water. We'll come back okay. to you. Okay. But we're, jab, we're jabbing um, with what you're telling, Ashley. Get closer to the water. Oh, do you see this? Do you see this police line? I can't. Oh. oh, yes, we see that. Oh, so you okay. have to be safe, Ashley. We I'm will, sorry. No, I, I did not I, see, we see that. You there. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> understanding, 
understanding the significance of, uh, as we've said before, what we're feeding ourselves. You know, one place that I truly want to um, make a statement regarding, and that is uh, understanding your faith. As uh, Ashley said, something about the uh, how we can how issues manifest themselves, particularly with people of color. Um, people of color oftentimes rely on their faith, not to disregard anybody else. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that if that's a strong suit for you, understand what that's about. What messages are you sending yourself? Because that piece is really important too to understand. And if those messages. Um, even though this is a challenge. If your conditioning has been, I don't know what to do when I'm challenged, I submit that that's not very true because if you've navigated and you're older than, or you are a millennial even, or you're older than that, or even younger, as I said early on, children have uh, conquered right. some of their fears. So we need to identify them in a positive manner. This isn't just anger. This is confusion. Mm. This is disappointment. Mm. This is, um, you know, this is excitement. Can I, can I be excited now? Can <laughs> I, can I uh, be glad about the fact that I'm at home? Uh, whatever, because one mm. of some of my clients were saying, I was feeling so guilty before because I was at home. But now that since so many other people are at home, I'm not feeling <laughs> as guilty anymore. So yeah, identifying that emotion is important because that helps us to navigate more effectively that challenge that you're talking about. I okay. love I, I love what Dr. Jerry just described <laughs> uh, the topic of, of faith. I think that's a great segue. Uh, I totally concur with the, the idea that it's not just uh, about just you know, trying to find your struggle, but looking for that opportunity of spirituality because our society has gone or grown accustomed to this uh, being distracted. Mm. And I, again, I'm good speaking- word. Good word, good word. We're so distracted that we sometimes don't get an opportunity to discover ourselves. So the, mm -hmm. here's an opportunity where self-isolation forces us to go back to reconnect to the, 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 the core of who we are. And mm -hmm. there is a spiritual component to this. In fact, one of the things that I talk about in my book is the journey towards purpose and self-discovery leads you to connect with that spiritual element. Mm -hmm. and, and it's important that it's hard for, for a lot of us today. And I'm not just going to pick on the millennials because we can't. Technology, um, social media has us, has us so distracted mm -hmm. that we can't even. So here's where I'm seeing how God is working to say, you know what? I'm going to remind you who I am mm. and how to get back to a place where you can reconnect with Come on up, my brother. <laughs> get ready. Here's a warning, folks. Hey, man. How to get connected. Here's an opportunity. So this is why I'm so big on my message on how to find opportunity. Before you were maybe a dropout mm -hmm. or you didn't know, you didn't believe. Mm -hmm. Here's a reminder. You need to hey, start believing. You need to I start focusing. Get yourself yes. together. I, I love it. Thank Ashley, you. I'm going to come to you in a second. You let me know when you're ready. Um, and I'll come to you. I, I'm muting you when you're not speaking, but let me know when you're ready and okay. I can unmute you. But what you guys both okay. just said, Bruce and um, Dr. Jerry, what I love, um, what I love about that was two things. There's a time to specifically focus on yourself. Like this is an yeah. opportunity. Yes, it's a struggle. Yes, you mentioned several uh, emotions. I heard you say anger, confusion, disappointment, um, uh, guilt, 
Guilt. Excitement. Yeah. <laughs> right. All those <laughs> things are happening. And so I think what's exciting about it is because we do have this mix of emotions, these things that we, you know, we're not used to navigating in this, this space of uncertainty. But you guys are saying, wow, what an opportunity this is. So what if we all just kind of yeah. thought about this as an mm. opportunity, as a as a pause, as a pretty yeah. awesome, you know, you get to you get to what word did you use? You, you, one of you guys said uh, introspection. You mentioned yes. the concept of internal. Mm-hmm. What did you, you call it, Bruce? Think, uh, self-discovery. Self-discovery, mm-hmm. introspection, right. right? These are opportunities. Yes. And there's, if I may, uh, uh, Tracy, there's one little thing that I was thinking of when you were talking. You know, there is that template that's already there. And I, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Isaiah. Okay. Guys, okay. We ain't it, mad at you. Is. Go to okay. Isaiah. Okay. And he like said, that. If, if, if my people who are called by my name, we have to become humble. You know, because sometimes, Bruce, to your point, we can be so distracted and so overwhelmed and we're so anxious to climb and whatever and do this, that, and the third and believe that mm. we have to keep up with the Fred, Bob's, Ted's, and Alice's or whomever. But he says, if you humble yourselves. Mm. So, so we, that, that requires us to do the introspection. If, if we recognize, well, what have I put before God? Because he's not gonna be second, right? Mm. So we have to humble ourselves. We have to turn. This is a turning point, y'all. Okay, Uh-oh. this is for all of us. So you talk about, <laughs> sorry, but okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, to... I'm gonna go off the chain right now because she's just firing me up. She's just firing me up. I love that. I love okay. what you say. I love what you're saying. It is so, it is uh, <laughs> a wake up call because I can even go more. I don't know if you want me to go on, Tracy, because yes, I'm going to get right now. Because okay. the, the, the thing that I love what you just said is that in that change, it's also helping us. I don't know if you guys have noticed this to reassess what we label as value. Mm. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> this value is changing. Here's the thing. If, you have, if you're a person that focused on material things like fancy cars, flashy clothing, guess what? Nobody you have it. to assess that value because guess what? No one is looking at you. No one Hello. can't driving your fancy car anymore. We're self-isolated. So your concept, if you're not seeing the opportunities here, folks, I don't know what else to do, tell you. Right. Here's an opportunity for us to reassess where we put our value has to mm-hmm. change. Mm. And I love what you talked about earlier. This is, in my belief, this is God's way of saying, I'm giving you a chance, folks. Can't you yes. yes. Can't you yes. see what's happening? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to help create the environment for you to reconnect and reestablish that relationship with me. Mm. Okay. And, and that's and what his I'm, word even says right there. I don't mean to just interrupt, but his words even just say, turn from your wicked ways. Okay, <laughs> you know what else is? No, I'm really serious. I'm you know, this you. isn't, we, it looks new to us, but right. he's already said that there is no new thing under the sun. And mm-hmm. to your point, Bruce, he really is. I think that this is a cry. This is a wake up for each. And, and it's not, and the, the, the beauty of this, if you want to call it beauty, it's across the world, y'all. Right. It's just not right here. This isn't just for one little isolated people or whatever. This is across the world. And that Uh, message is, I mean, if ever it was blazing in this generation and this time, this is the time. It is. It really is. And his promise, because he's faithful, his promise is right there. He says, and I, 
I will heal your land. Mm. Not to say that he's taking away our talents and our gifts and our abilities and those kinds of things, but he gave us our part to do and he's he's faithful and he's going to do his part. And he told you that I'm involved in this too. And this is what I would do. So I think that that piece is really, really important for us oh, to yeah. understand. Mm. And, and here's it. another nugget. Here's another nugget so, I can add this one. Please, Tracy. Ashley, we're going to come to you next. So just get ready, whatever your view is and your places, let me know. So yes, please. So here's a nugget that I think is important that the listeners or viewers can, can, can really chime in on. And I, I don't know if we ever had a ch chance to really evaluate. Look at our country. Look at the nation. I know you, Dr. Jerry talked about it. It's, it's not just a localized thing within the United States. It's global. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at America and in, in our country where we have the greatest military, the, the strongest economy, and we have you know the greatest minds in this world, and to some, some may argue, but we are struggling to defeat the smallest thing, mm. the virus. The mm. smallest thing, you know why? Because the virus is so small, it's invisible. Mm. So mm. here's an opportunity for you folks. The only way to fight the invisible is with the invisible. Mm. But you have to find an invisible that is invincible. And the only invincible invisible is the Almighty Father. You see, this is an opportunity, folks. I'm giving you nuggets. If you want to hear more, that's in my book. I talk about it. Um, I can go on and on. We will definitely uh, have you back. Just, just FYI, I told Bruce he could come over five minutes to do a real quick <laughs> intro because we were going to have him on next week. And, and you know how sometimes the spirit just pulls you. I see his face. Yes. We haven't seen each other for a while. It's like, oh, and I read his book. And then I see him and mm -hmm. Dr. Tari. I'm like, okay, let's just see what happens. You can drop off at any point in time, Bruce. I know you got a room full of people. He literally is doing a shoot at his house. He he oh, literally wow. has, he's okay. doing another thing. But you see, do you feel what That's I felt awesome. like this whole connection? Yeah, it's the connection. I love the, I love the movement. I love that you've, you've, you've assembled um, great minds and like minds to to support this, this, this bigger than me move. Apparently. Are you on? Can you log on to the Zoom? LLT brought me out in terms of speaking in front of people and being more confident in my speech. LLT taught me how to be confident. LLT taught me how to manage my work inside of school, outside of school. LLT taught me how to be a leader. It's a blessing upon my life, my brother's lives, my mom's life, and it's, it's led us to a better place in our life. Okay. It encouraged Chase to want to be actively participating in LLT. I, I really love the case part in LLT. Um, this is my third year. My first year, I was an alternate. My second year, last year, when I presented, it, it, it really helped. It was really fun because we got to travel outside of the state. Go build some great connections, also do some leadership roles. We got to meet new people. We got to learn how to talk and present in front of a lot of people. I want to go to LOT so I can go to a great college. I'd like to see what LOT can do with me. LLT is more than an organization. It actually became my family and a part of it. I know for a fact that all of my students would be up at least two to three reading levels by the end of the school year. It 
they took the course. I've definitely seen a difference in DeAsia as far as school goes. I think it would be of value to any parent to uh, sit through the videos. They, they didn't take very long. The book isn't a huge book. It's not like 500 pages. Um, so I think any parent would uh, glean something from Judging from the responses, the Homeschool Connection appears to be a program that can be effective as a parent orientation in any educational setting. Promo. So many of my clients are expats and they live in more diverse neighborhoods. They're coming from places like DC, St. Louis, um, Okay. Inglewood, like more more places that have more African-Americans. So then they come to Washington State where it's predominantly white and they're in these predominantly white spaces and they're dealing with, you know, passive aggressiveness. And so I'm really just helping them to manage their anxiety and depression around racial trauma and mm. any form of trauma. So I have clients who have dealt with sexual assault, who've been in war, um, things like that. And when it comes is, to racial trauma, we know racism's not going to end tomorrow. So right, really, right. I'm just helping them deal with like some coping mechanisms, things mm -hmm. like that, so that they can mm -hmm. arm themselves when they come into the workplace. Or sometimes it's even looking at, okay, do I need to go to HR? Do I need to go to the EEOC? Um, mm -hmm. Do I need to leave out of this workspace? So we're even having those type of conversations depending upon what their experiences are, especially mm -hmm. when they're dealing with something that isn't going to be resolved possibly within our lifetime. Mm. So it's more that so, is... okay, who can I lean on for support, for accountability, being able to have a safe space um, through mm -hmm. my office where they can mm. reflect and express um, with a therapist of color who understands what's going on mm. because oftentimes my clients have had difficulty finding a black therapist because there's not so many of us in Seattle and then even mm. if you do have a black therapist they may not necessarily align with the ideals of black culture so there's that aspect too um, so right now it's been an interesting time as this has been going on having to transition to teletherapy with both my yes. individual clients and my clients who are on hospice and those clients, they tend to rely more on the face-to-face -face interaction because yes. this is the last moments of their life. So yeah. they've been having a hard time processing because family members can't visit, especially mm, right. my patients yes. who are in facilities like adult family homes or mm. nursing homes. They've mm -hmm. completely stopped all visits. Um, Absolutely. I haven't seen anyone in over three weeks. So I actually was wow. impacted with this before it became mainstream because mm -hmm. um, we knew what was going on at the Kirkland nursing home before the media brought mm -hmm. it up. So we started stopping all of our wow. visits. Um, and that was a big shock to our patients and even yeah. me wow. like, okay, trying to figure out how are we gonna navigate this? And then I hold a weekly women's therapy group that mm -hmm. had to cancel, just dealing with lots of cancellations and really just taking time to, again, mm -hmm. grieve, process your emotions and feel. Mm -hmm. And because of the exercises that I utilize in my practice, I've mm -hmm. had to get really creative with teletherapy because I do things mm -hmm. like um, EMDR. So I can't really do that with the video the way that it lags. Mm. Yes, yes. So what's, e what's EMDR? Ashley, what's EMDR? EMDR it's, it's eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. It's a tool that helps you 
um, desensitized to whatever your traumatic experience is. Mm -hmm. So basically I use rapid eye movements or I could use tapping on your legs Mm. and it doesn't help you forget the experience, but say you were in a car accident and you have a fear of getting in cars after that accident, EMDR helps you to be able to ride in the car, still recognize and acknowledge that you were in a car accident, Mm. but not be so severely traumatized to the accident that you can't get in a car anymore. And it actually happens really fast. And because I do work with millennials, we tend to operate in a microwave society you know we want things quick and fast we don't want to take time to have things sit and boil and I'm always telling my clients it's a process but EMDR is a therapeutic tool that actually works quicker than traditional talk therapy is this like rapid transformational therapy RTP is it something like that so I have have a question Um, so I have to have a question. We got 20 minutes left. I can't believe this is the fastest hour that's ever in my life, right? It's super fast because of the connectivity. So what I heard you all say, right? We had a little bit of technical break here in the studio and Nathan jumped up and got us back on real quick. So thank you guys for that. But what I, what I heard you say, and I'm going to go to one of your chapters in the book, Bruce, where you talk about understanding yourself. And Ashley, I heard you say that many of the, the clients, they're no guests. You, you can't have visitors even if you wanted them. And so we talked previously about how do we do that work? Like, so let's be, again, remember the first book that I did, the first show that I did for two years was called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. So and we can be there, aware right? of a thing, but not actually get there. So we're going to spend the next last 20 minutes of the show talking about real specific, what can individuals do? Bruce, you have a chapter that talks about understanding you, right? Kind of helping people to get there. So now you're, whoever you are, you're, you maybe you're someone who's at home, um, you're used to going out to work, flashing your car to your point, or you're at home in a, in, a, in a facility and you're not well and you can't have visitors, or you're someone who's doing just fine, right? But you still need to do that internal work. Let's talk real specifically about understanding you, spending time with you, because we don't do it enough. I, I spent the last year and a half in transition, and God knows I am not a quiet person. I am not an introvert. And so I had to learn how to really enjoy that time. So let's talk about it. Let's give people a fast track to what they can do to really, you know, focus on themselves using this time as an opportunity to get to the, so to lead their best life. Right? Yes. So this is a great segue. One of the principles I talk about is you are who you discover. Mm. And some context uh, about me as an engineer, I thought I knew myself, right? You know, we all follow the same model, went to school, got a degree, lived a life. You, you, you kind of learn some things along the way. And you think that, you know what, I'm good. I knew myself. And one of the areas that allowed me to go into that path of self-discovery is when I had my own personal struggles. And I talk about it in my book. I really get open about my, my struggles with relationships, my struggles with, 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 with finance, my struggles with, with work and faith. And those struggles opened doors for self-discovery. And one of the areas that I started discovering was asking myself a question. Who am I? Mm. Why am I here? Where am I from? Those right. questions, those deep questions lead you to, to, to this areas of self-discovery. And, and when I started answering and looking for information, I had to discover myself. I realized that I was more than just a biological organism. I had to realize that I am, I am, am first a spiritual being. And as a spiritual being, I had to be spiritually fulfilled. But that when I contrasted with the, the life I was living, I realized there was less areas for developing my spiritual aspects of me 
And I was caught up in the, the cycle, I call it in my book, you know, chasing the, the, the cheese, being caught mm. in that cage, just living life like the mouse chasing the cheese. Right. But discovery allowed me to see aspects. And I talk about, I think, about 12 principles about discovering you. And this gives you insight. And it first starts with, you first have to recognize, and this is an important one, and I want everyone to get this one. Mm -hmm. You are an instantiation of God's spirit. So first, I use this analogy, and I wish I had a demonstration to show you. I usually hold up a bottle uh, with water in it, and I ask people the question, what is this? You hear a lot of people say, say, this is a bottle with water. Some say it's water in a bottle. And I say to you, what is it? And your perspective has to do with how you see yourself. Because mm. if you see yourself as a bottle with organs and things inside, then you're only seeing the shallow side of yourself. If you see yourself as water, it's as a priceless commodity, that's a spirit, and you're just in a vessel, Mm. your perspective of who you are changes. And I start with understanding you at the core and I start to come out mm. versus understanding you on the surface and then try to go in. So I start understanding you at the core, understanding your spirit, understanding your soul, understanding how those, those components, as an engineer, I speak in terms of components, right. how those components of you influence different aspects of you, how it influences your emotions, how it influences your mind, how mm. it influences your will. Those things are important aspects of you and that, and that chapter you talk about, it's one of my favorite chapters because I, in a nutshell, identify core aspects that not only says a lot about who we are, mm -hmm. but it identifies what influences us the most. Mm. We don't talk about influence and a lot, but there's only a few components that within us or areas within us that influence uh, our, our emotions or, or spirit or mm. will, or soul. And, and those things open up doors for really discovering the true core aspects of you. I love that. I love that. Okay. We're figuring, we're figuring some things out here in the studio. What you just said okay. is fantastic. Dr. Tart, did you have anything you wanted to share? Yes. Yes. You were, you were talking about, okay, so if we can conceptualize it, how can we actualize it, right? Mm. And I put that basically what, what it is that you were saying. So in terms of actualizing it, and I, I'm thinking about what uh, um, Ashley said about her, her particularly her, uh, her patients. Um, what can you do if you are infirmed and you are isolated and you can't go out and do, you know, do whatever it is that you may have been doing before? You can pray, you can pray. And I know that everybody doesn't pray. Mm -hmm. But but uh, oh, I, everybody doesn't necessarily believe in prayer or whatever. But can you say what it is that you want aloud? Can you hear yourself say it? Can, would you, are you willing to? Right. Yes. Can you say it aloud? Do you believe what you're saying? Do you believe what you're asking? Can, or are you just saying it because you think that that's what you're supposed to say right mm. then? Can you can you can you see what you're asking? Can you see yourself mm. actually doing that thing? You know, like if, 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 for instance, if my hip is broken and, and I can't move, I can't see myself going hiking or running a mile or whatever, whatever. But what can I see? What can I do as a result of wanting to make that, 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 um, make that movement, that right. effort? What, 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 what is it that I'm willing to do to do that? And, and how does it make me feel? How does it make you feel when you say aloud what you want? Sometimes we haven't ever been given permission to believe right. that we have the right to ask. Mm. So can you? Can, and 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 if there has been a conflict, where did the from where did the conflict stem? You know, Love is it a belief system that was ongoing in your house where you believed that you didn't have permission to ask a question or that you were who you are? You know what I'm trying to say. So right there, uh, is it that are you willing to do that? 
and can you? This is a decision. We talked about choice early on right. in making that decision. Are you willing to disconnect from that emotional um, uh, rock, as mm. it were, the, the millstone? Mm -hmm. Okay, can you, Thank you. Can exactly. you disconnect Whatever's from weighing that? you down, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Whatever that is. Are you willing? Are you willing to reconnect? Because because it's right there. See, mm. there is nothing that we need to do if that isn't right here already. God's mm. already given us that. But do you choose to believe that? And if I you do, it. and it may not be that you can do it as long as you would have wanted to do it. But even if you can do it in this moment, this is all that we've got. The scripture tells us that every mm. day God gives us what we need for the day, for mm. life and godliness. That's what he does. So are you willing to embrace that, believe it, that. and act on that? even if it's just a little bit. So there you, you have what you need for the day. I love that. Ashley, I want to make sure you get a chance to jump in if you're still there. Uh, my question specifically, and anyone who wants to add in, uh, feel free. But as it relates to this concept of doing what you need to do today, right? All we got yes. is today. Yes. Right? Right. Clearly, all we got is today, mm -hmm. right? Now mm -hmm. we recognize that more than ever, and we've made some very valid points. So, Ashley, I'm going give you, to give you a chance to, 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 to weigh in Given that we only have today, what advice specifically can you tell someone about, you know, not worrying about what could happen, right? And, and, and living in the fullest today. Exactly. Well, we're talking, we've talked a lot about spirituality and religion, and I have a strong faith in God. And I honestly feel like you can't believe in God and serve God and live in fear. Mm. I mean, you guys know Absolutely. Isaiah, he said, he said... <laughs> Fear not, there is nothing to fear. But yet I'm seeing so many people who have this strong belief in God who are really just scared. And it's like, this is really just a time to lean on God. There's things that we don't understand. And like you said, uh, lean, on, lean not on thine own understanding, but trust in right. him. Mm. So I think that's really important. And if you aren't religious or aren't spiritual, then, you know, you can meditate, whatever mm. it is, right. uh, journal, right or even honestly just chill on the couch and watch netflix all day we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves to do things right now during this time i know i personally i've slowed down you know i'm running a business i'm speaking i'm an author i've slowed down tremendously right. and taken the pressure off of myself to have to want to create things or go virtual and create virtual businesses and do all this you know honestly i'm just walking alongside the water right now on a sunday just <laughs> uh, taking it all in i love it you, you you're doing it and there's so many different things that we can do i mean and if you are stressed or really feeling anxious and depressed yeah. i would encourage everyone to schedule a telehealth session with a therapist mm, um, and really just practice being grateful like gratitude and compassion mm -hmm. um, amen one of my things that i help that i utilize with my clients who are depressed is to name three things that they're grateful for or compassion mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. seems silly but honestly when we really look introspectively yeah. and think about the things that we have and that's all around us right now currently we can find mm -hmm. so much joy we can even find so much joy in this pandemic right now i know it sounds terrible to say when you know businesses are shutting down but it's like look at the ocean look at the life that's coming back Hold look at how life. we're being able to get our time back with family yeah do you see you, do you see the theme here you see that each of yes. you are saying the same thing you're basically saying check into what you can check into right like mm -hmm. basically if it's about being 
deeper, closer, connected more to yourself, that's awesome. If it's about connecting with your family, do that work. If it's about gardening, oh, I'm going to have the best garden this year ever. <laughs> Bloom's already coming up, right, in my backyard, right? You walk in on the ocean. To your point, we have a huge opportunity right now. Huge opportunity. Right. And what I love about you, um, Ashley, again, again, disclaimer, we're not giving mental health therapy. We're talking about the importance of mental health. You heard her say, find somebody. Get on the phone. You can do these telecalls all day long, right? Talking to friends, writing your journal. All those things are truly important. But, like, what do we do just for a moment? Say you really are on the edge. Say you don't really know mm-hmm. where your next check is coming from. I and mean, we can be positive optimists all day long. But what I heard you say is one day at a time. Are you hungry right now, right? Projecting Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in three months, if something's going to happen, is not going to be the most, you know, right? You don't know, right? right? God, Mm -hmm. what is that? What is the serenity prayer? God, grant me the ability. Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Hello? Somebody help me out here, right? There you go. And and one of the things you said, Dr. Tart, which which I thought was great, and and Ashley, thank you for giving those specific things that people can do. That's what the show is about, bridging the gap between knowing a thing and doing a thing. We can say, oh, mm-hmm, you're supposed to be mm-hmm. happy. It's okay. You, yeah. you know, but we're not really saying you're supposed to just be happy. We're saying acknowledge all of those emotions. Use Absolutely. this time. What did you call it, uh, Bruce? To find yourself. The discovery, mm-hmm. that self-discovery is huge. But, Dr. Tart, one of the things you said was about uh, using the right uh, skills. The right. Yes, the having right the right traits, the yes. right uh, tools. Because you mentioned that people can potentially use this time you mentioned one glass of wine can turn into a bottle of wine because that fancy car you can't drive anymore let's be real specific Mm -hmm. as well about what positive things people can do so we're going to end we got seven minutes left five and a half probably given the the eye that i just got from nathan so we're going to (laughs) ask each of you to give us two minutes so we're going to go to dr tart we're going to go to um ashley and then we're going to end with you bruce so what we're going to say is what specifically are we asking people to do today like you got one day like taking it one day at a time mana right mana right we got we got what we need for the day what are the things that we should do today and what shouldn't we do right okay some of the things that we should do Mm -hmm. i want to just i have to just piggyback on what it is that uh ashley was saying a moment ago yes recognize that your mental health is critical it really is this time is if, if ever you uh thought that and didn't act on it, this is the time to do it. But if it is that you are talking with with a therapist, we know that substances can alter our process of thought. So if you are anxious right now and your go-to is to have your beer or wine or, you know, whatever, be mindful of the impact that it's going to have on you. So don't call the therapist with your your glass of wine because you aren't going to necessarily process the information in an effective way. And that's, you know, let's be real here. Um, however, if it is that there are other factors, other things that you know that can help you to feel better, look at, look at what you're eating. If we're, we're saying, what can I do? What can't mm. I do? I'm not going to call a therapist while I'm drinking. I'm not going to do that. If, if that's what you're going to do, then go do it and go to sleep and then go and call the therapist. Come on now, let's be real. If it is that you've got children at home and they want your attention and you're full, pace yourself, give yourself 25 minutes with the kids, 25 minutes with yourself, 25 mm. minutes with your, your significant other, and then make the make make it a, a as much of a family gathering. Be clear about what that children have emotions to. Understand mm. that this is a this is really really hard for them um, because they can't necessarily 
go as many places as they want to go or whatever. So try to create little games, give them an opportunity to have um, a say in the, in, the, in, the, in the family dynamics right now. Ask them, how do they feel? Don't, men, don't poo poo the fact that they're crying and they can't articulate it. Try to encourage them, give them words if mm-hmm. you can, depending on their age. And that's particularly with teenagers mm. um, because right now they are wanting to do whatever it is right. they've been inclined to do. I give them it. permission, okay? I love it. And Thank with the loved much. ones, be touched, touch, touch. I mean, in, in our own homes, we can touch, touch, okay? Mm. Touch right. therapy is good. Give somebody a hug. Okay? All right. All right, Miss Ashley. What how, what advice would you give for someone today? If they're feeling high anxiety, what advice would you give to them today? I would just encourage for them to be calm, do some deep breathing exercises, make a uplifting playlist. There's so much power in music. Mm. So whatever songs it is, if it's some gospel music or Motown or whatever it may be that actually calms your spirit down in that moment, that's what I would do and focus on the things around you. There's this thing where you could do um, the five senses. What can I see? What can I smell? What can I hear? That helps to center. It's called a grounding exercise. So to just help you be grounded and present in the current moment, that's extremely helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love all the tips that were shared. And I know definitely you don't want to call your therapist up with a wine glass. (laughs) If you feel you you need a drink, you can do a virtual happy hour with your friends. And that's a way to connect. Um, I cannot believe we went from Isaiah to the virtual happy hour, but you know, all things are available for us. Bruce, we got one minute left. We're going to let you end with powerful words of wisdom. What would you tell someone to do today? Well, I think I'm just going to piggyback of what everyone said. So my my recommendation and and, and advice is take self-discovery seriously. Self-discovery opens doors for self-improvement. And one of the things we talked about was what can you do now? But in order to operate, you need to know what it means to operate in the now. So some nuggets on what it means to operate in the now. Tomorrow is not promised, only now is. Mm. Now is the end of the past. Now also means the beginning of the future. Mm. Now means new opportunity waiting. Now Mm. also means no opportunity wasted. Mm. So we have the opportunity now to discover ourselves. I want everyone to... Be safe, be blessed, be you. Mm, be blessed, be safe, and be you. Be safe. Now, be new opportunity waiting and no opportunity wasted. All right, now. Wasted. This That's is... all right now. All in the book, My Purpose, Become the Best You. So, Bruce, Bru- Bruce, how do they find you? Can you can you tell people how do they find you? Because yeah. you are amazing. You're going to be back. We're going to have you on the show for sure. How do they find you? You can find me at, at BruceFrancois.com, or you can join the experience Spell it, please. at well, I guess Bruce they... Francois, E-R-U-C-E, Francois, F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. I love dot com. I, Or you can join the experience. This is a My Purpose Experience. It's not just a, a book. It's a movement mm. at MyPurposeExperience.com. I love it. This and is... okay. my story and the principles, I believe there's 10 keys and 70 principles. I believe mm. at least one of them is going to impact your life. It's Absolutely. available where all books are sold. I love it. Uh, Dr. Tart, we love you. Anything you want to share about how people can reach you? We Uh, are... um, Jerry Bird Tart. There there Uh, you go. Jerry Bird Tart at AOL.com. All right. Listen, people, we are ending. This is how we end every show. We say three words. It's all bigger than me, baby. That's more than three. It's all bigger than me. (laughs) It's all bigger Bigger than than me, me, baby. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank this you was so beautiful. Much. Okay. <laughs> Take care.